the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, 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 hang on just a second, folks. Here we go. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) 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 Why did you have to do it? Just just for you. Thanks, God. I appreciate it. Is that enough? Oh, there's so many that's, that, that is, is that enough? Thank you, Dad. Is that enough? I do appreciate the applause. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's out there going, what is going on with this two today? <laughs> Go ahead, tell them. I graduated! Woo! I made it 12 years of school. Two more That's, to go. <laughs> two more to go. Yes, congratulations, Taylor, as a high school graduate. That's crazy. I'm yes, old. it is. I'm old now. You're old. I'll be nice. Now you have to be responsible. T- Sophie, go lay down. Yeah, I know. Quit, quit licking me. Go. She said, I just like to kiss you. I know. Oh, that was a big sneeze. Go. Go lay down. Uh, um, no, I know I have to be responsible now because, you know, you told me I had to buy my own rifle this year. That's right. And I made you buy breakfast the other day, too, when we went fishing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what is up with this? I need to get this stuff for free. No longer. You have a job. Uh-huh. And you are out of high school. Uh-huh. And uh, it's time to say hello, real world. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yes, I am proud of you. Congratulations. You uh, School did not come easy for you. You uh, you had to work at it. And you and you worked hard at it. I mean, you really, you did work hard for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and we both your mom and I appreciated that. All 12 years leading up to walking up stage and punching my dad in the stomach. Yeah, I, you know. I don't get this, folks. Okay, so we homeschooled. So this is this is actually graduation from mom too, yeah. Because my wife has taught school for the past twenty years, mm-hmm. which in itself is a. I can remember the folks we're going back to. We were first talking about this, and my sister-in-law and some of her friends were doing this back when our daughter, our oldest daughter Jordan, was coming along, and we were talking about school and all that. They were they had home, started homeschooling and all. And and I remember Debbie going, but I don't know all this stuff. I said, Debbie, you have the teacher's manuals. <laughs> it's not, you're not going to have to remember it all from grade school. Um, but, yes, yeah, so she's taught school for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And and at the end of this month, when she sends in that final report, she's done. Yep. So, uh, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's happy around. We're all kind of uh, kind of jet-laggish. Yeah. This week, is, uh, but, uh, it's, you know, it's amazing how much stress release comes after this. My but, stress relief release came right after I walked off the stage. I was stressed all the way up until then. Well, I don't know. We we get to walk across the stage with them. And, I, I uh, do go to, like, a school five days a week, or I did. And 
that's well, where I, mean, I did you a took, lot of my... You were at co-ops five days a week, and then you were at North Greenville University right. taking college courses, yeah. too. So so I was I was not really at home all the time. But. No, no, no. She was not sitting upstairs doing homework or, you know, but it's... uh. They do do a lot of work. They still have to teach more than fifty percent of what you take. Yep. So, um, but in the, in the older, as kids get older, in, in biology and you know trig and stuff like that, it's it's usually a mom in the homeschool group that teaches at co-op, and it's, I mean, it's it's good it's good stuff. You've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, get this. So we're so we we get to the edge of the stage, and they call her name, and they you know, and if you. <laughs> I mean, she she gets like twenty feet out in front of us. Uh, I mean, she is no, on a mission. It, it, it is y'all and fault. No, y'all it's were, not. Y'all were we're taking our time. And no, she is almost sprinting for the middle of the stage. I wanted to get off. And then we of get it. over there. She pokes me first of all, and then when we start leaving. She turns around and punches me in the stomach. <laughs> and I'm like, what gives? With oh my gosh. Ah. Uh, that was for 12 years of torment. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I should have been whacking you then, yeah, the other way around. Yeah. Speaking of whacking, I gave you a whacking on Joe I Cassie. You were <laughs> Not only did I make you pay for my breakfast, <laughs> Listen, I wore okay. you out. Okay, well. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm Say, very much. I'm very you much. You wore me out, Dad, because I'm dumb and I'm too. I'm too. I'm too obstinate to to get that when the guy on the other end of the boat is catching them and I'm not, it's okay to fish the same way. I'm very much <laughs> a trickworm, cinco, shaky head, top water queen, but um. Oh, it's a different story on Lake Jocassi when you're late for the top water bite, and there's mm, you could count the number of docks on the whole lake. So on, on your a hands cinco, and toes. yeah, cinco won't. And even the dock fish, I mean, we were we were yeah. they just were ignoring the cinco bite. So you know, we start fishing points and rocks, and that's all good and fun. And of course, you broke off a bed fish. You broke off a nice bed fish. Oh, I'm so, so mad. And we she saw. She a, probably still has that shaky head. <laughs> the shaky head is stuck in her upper lip. Uh, and then we saw a tank of a smallmouth. I tried so hard to catch that Holy thing. It was not interested smoke. though. It was almost like a shark. Like I yes. saw it shallow, and we got up on it, and it just slowly faded, faded off into out. the green. Like, <laughs> and then it came back, and then it faded away again. It was there oh, were so many a, cruisers, and yes, there were. And oh my goodness, it was aggravating. And I was like, I, as much as I love sight fishing, the fact of the matter is when you see the fish. And it's right there, and you feel like you can reach down and lip them, and they are not taking your bait, <laughs> and you can still see them swim off. It is the most aggravating thing ever. I mean, when you can, we can, when you can bed fish in twelve feet of water, it's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. It's crazy. But we, so we were fishing rocks and points and all that, and I'm over here using a shaky head, and oh. I caught, I did catch the first fish though. You yeah. Okay. Um. I give you that. But then. Oh. Uh, the sun got high, yeah. and, and then Dad, Dad started catching out the drop what did I, what did I? What was I throwing? Drop shot. The drop shot, yeah. I hate drop shotting. <laughs> I spent all of last it summer trying to prove fish. that drop shotting does not work it for me. It catches fish. And then guess who ended up drop shotting at the end of the day? That would be me. That's it. And you what? 
Caught more fish. What? Caught more fish. <laughs> that, folks, is almost as satisfying as watching her walk across the stage. Uh, huh. <laughs> I never thought I'd be, com- like, my graduation would be compared to that. Fishing? Yeah, to wearing you out? Yes. Well, I, you know, you know, I, I just yes. tried to prove a point. Yeah. It just wasn't, one of these days I will prove my point. Okay. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't yesterday. Okay. From now on, with a guy on the other end of the boat, yeah, unless you just don't like catching fish, you know. I like catching fish. I just don't want to do what everybody else was doing, which everybody else last summer was drop shotting, and everybody well, they weren't. Was get... <laughs> well, they weren't. Yes. Ah, they weren't. Yes. Well, it works. And I have a bunch of Berkeley Max scent flatworms to use. I'm gonna find another way to catch deep fish. Okay. Besides drop shot. Just okay. you just wait. I'll make my own rig and I'll make millions of dollars <laughs> off of it. <laughs> I guarantee oh, you one day. <laughs> okay, we have we have blasted off into the unknown now. Mm. But anyway. But yeah, so yeah. Joe Cassie, uh we're starting to figure that lake out. Starting to starting to figure it out. We um Ish. You know, we we never made it up into the rivers yesterday because we had a battery issue. Um, but we did. I I got back there and swapped out one of the deep cycles for a cranking battery and moral ran to where we want and then put it back in to power the trolling motors. And moral of the story is always charge your boat down the night before well, you take it the, out. The, the, the charger works on the trolling motor batteries. It's not hooked up to the cranking battery, and that cranking battery's got a problem. So mm-hmm. it's headed back to the store and I'm going to get a new one because it's not it's less than a year old so anyway yeah that was easy enough alright mm-hmm. we are Andrew Earl from the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership is here with us uh, for probably the next couple segments if I know how we run this show uh, talking about Maplands Act and who knows what else so y'all hang on more Woods and Water South on the other side and we'll be back after whenever we finish up with Andrew for more You have that look. I, I just, I, sometimes I wonder. You shouldn't, because you, you actually enjoy this. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Then why are you here? Because I have, I have to oh, have money. Oh, you what? I have to have money, you know? You have I to have, have money. Like. I pay you for do this. I mean, most of the time. It, most of the time? Okay. I don't know. I did that. I have to look at it. I don't do no free labor. <laughs> I mean, dang. <laughs> well, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Uh, there is always something going on, always something new. There's there's like the everyday, every year stuff, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And there's there's the new stuff that comes in. And then every once in a while, we lapse over and have a legislative update. Uh, we had one of those not too long ago. And uh, we got another one. And so, uh, and a brand new guest, never been on the show. Imagine that, uh, Mr. Andrew Earl from the Teddy Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. You I said it. I warned you not to say it. Told me yeah. not to say <laughs> it because he's Teddy to me. I know. You know, my Paul, my brother and I are huge Theodore Roosevelt fans and have read most of his books and all that. So he's just kind of he's Teddy to us. That's a uh-huh. personal thing. But anyway, from the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, Andrew, welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thank you for taking a few minutes of your time to be with us. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Please take a minute, introduce yourself, um, whatever you want to tell us about yourself, and then what's your uh, kind of the hat you wear over there. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Andrew Earl. I'm the Director of Government Relations with TRCP. I'm based here in uh, Washington, D.C., so do a lot of our uh, policy work working with Capitol Hill and uh, the USDA and Department of Interior to uh, affect policies and funding uh, in support of wildlife habitat and sportsman's access. I'm from upstate New York originally, a uh, big-time striper fisherman. And, uh-huh. uh, as far as hunting goes, I, I do my best to get out in a duck blind out on the eastern shore and uh, get a couple ducks and geese uh, however I can a couple times a year. But it's tough here being in in, in D.C. I can imagine. And, and y'all are busy during the, the right times of the year. Uh, lots of stuff going on when the legislation opens and then towards when it closes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's kind of always kind of the flurry of activity early on and yep. then right before Congress skips town uh, to go campaign. There's always uh, some last-minute legislating that happens. And, uh, you know, in the conservation space, we're fortunate enough that, that we kind of – we get to stay out of the fray on a lot of the, the heavy issues, and folks tend to find agreement around uh, the stuff that we work on uh, in large part, which is which makes it fun. And, and that's what the outdoors should be. The outdoors yeah. should be because uh, uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a what we used to call an environmentalist wacko. <laughs> I, I'm not that, but I, I'm I'm all for clean water. You know, I, I'm all for conservation of our land, our natural resources and all, because I want Taylor to enjoy it. I have a grandson now. I want him to enjoy it. And that crosses those any and all political lines. You know, that is just, we are charged, and, and Teddy would have said it best, or he did say it best. The, oh, I can't remember the quote now. Oh, gosh. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, but something to the fact that, you know, we have to we have to maintain the resource and pass it down to our kids better than we found it. Mm-hmm. I, is that a pretty good summary of what, what what Teddy, one of those quotes he had. Oh, absolutely. I, he's got one. It's, uh, what is it? It's it's not what we have that makes us a great nation. It's the way which we use it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's one of them, too. Yeah. He was, gosh, yeah. I think I have a, a staple thing over there, Taylor, under the quotes rack over here, and it's all Teddy. I'm going to have to drag that out. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's got some great ones. I love the one about a vote, though. You know, it's like a gun. Don't just go shoot it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, the upstate New York, uh, beautiful up there. I, I have never been, well, I have been to through New York, through the lower edge of the state, kind of headed across into the upper part of Michigan and over into Minnesota. But I actually had to, I went up to upstate New York, oh gosh, to pick up a boat and truck for a friend of mine and drive it back because he was sick. And ah oh, man, it was up there, right on the St. Lawrence River too. Oh, somewhere, sure. yeah. somewhere close to Waddington, New York, up in there. Okay, and yeah. it absolutely Especially, gorgeous up there. It is, and this time of year, it's it's you know so green and beautiful, yes. and then obviously in the fall you get uh, all the leaf peepers coming up and just checking out the changing colors, and uh, it's it really is a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. It is. See, well, thanks, striper fisherman. You ought to come down here and fish Hartwell. Oh well, no, no, no. He's <laughs> he's probably going out after those thirty and forty pound ocean okay, run never stripers. Never mind, not, yeah. not, don't come down here. <laughs> he don't, don't want to come, come down here, here for an eight pound striper or hybrid. <laughs> As you can I tell, I don't, I, I don't get out much. 
Am, am I right? Are you more of the ocean run striper guy? Uh, ideally, we'd go out, out off the South Shore, Long Island. I got a bunch of family down there. There you go. Also, uh, up and down the Hudson, we'd we'd get into it a good bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and 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 down here, it's it's nice to when we can to uh, when they're running to get out out on the Eastern Shore or out into the bay, um, which is a pretty easy drive from here in D.C. So take advantage of it when I can. What well, and and. And let's just say, let's just roll this over in a second segment yeah, because we're having a good time. And that's yeah. that's that's you know I'm, I love this stuff. Okay, striper fishing down here on because we don't have we have a a small population of reproducing stripers in the Broad River, but because mm-hmm. of our dam systems and all that, all the striper fishing that that is done is landlocked, Lake mm-hmm. Hartwell, uh, Murray, whatever, Murray. and it's it's mostly stocked fish. DNR stocks uh, has the the um, St. Stephen's area, the uh, Bono and all that, the the hatcheries and all, and so most of our stripers are stocked, and okay. it's and it's a you know most people troll for them with planer boards, mm-hmm. um, herring, live herring or cut herring or whatever you can. Uh, a friend of mine down at Lake Murray will go down and fly fish for them, uh, either when they're schooling, you catch them up on top schooling, or you go. Nighttime green light fishing. Oh yes. Yeah, Taylor likes that. Tell it. Take a few minutes and just just have let's just have some fun. Tell us about striper fishing, like in a free run river environment or out in one of the bays or whatever. How how do you do that up there? Oh well, we'll we'll do a bit of trolling, just like you said. Okay. Um, and typically, we'll we'll try to uh, see if we can't use live bait or shad or something like that, and. Um, I mean, this is the time of year for it, early spring. It's probably getting a little late maybe now, but, um, you know, getting out there and just right off the western shore of uh, uh, of Maryland, right on, you know, off by Annapolis, get out for a half day or so and, um, yeah, just have ourselves a time. (laughs) Are there there, what size stripers do you all catch up there this time of the year? Oh, you could probably, you could pull out something you know, 18, 20, 24 inches pretty easily. <laughs> Puts a little 15-inch. Oh, no, like no, right. Shame, don't it? And then I'll, I'll get out there and, and not do much. Uh, I'm sure next time we're on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> but you're out there. That's what counts. Yes, sir. And part of the part of what we're talking about today, the Maplins Act, is about getting out there. Uh, Ted, I think you had a, a like a, a softball you were going to pitch him. A softball? Was yeah. Pitch him? What about baseball? Well, it comes a little too fast and hard. Okay. Just talk softball for <laughs> So take a little bit, since we haven't had a guest on here from where you're from, take a little bit and talk about the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So TRCP is, uh, we are just that. We're a partnership of about uh, 61 national uh, hunting and fishing conservation organizations focused uh, you know, focused on improving habitat and, and sportsmen's access, just like that. Our, so our motto is guaranteeing all Americans quality places to hunt and fish. And uh, we were established in 2002, so actually 20 years this year, 20 years. Uh, by a gentleman named Jim Range, who uh, was a Senate staffer for uh, Howard Baker, who's a longtime senator from Tennessee. Right. And uh, and he noticed as he was, you know, in his position up there on Capitol Hill that he would you know, all of these groups would come in to talk about 
somewhat the same issues. Um, you'd have, you know, Ducks Unlimited would come in and talk about waterfowl habitat. You'd have the Wild Turkey Federation would come in and talk about, you know, the importance of forest stand improvement and improving, you know, habitat for turkeys. And and uh, it was kind of this thing where we're all talking around the same issue, but no one was, there was nobody bringing all of these voices really together under one umbrella in support of hunting and fishing broadly. And it's that idea that a rising tide lifts all boats. So, in the last 20 years, we've built really this coalition. We're the largest national coalition of hunting and fishing organizations um, that work on policy, policies and funding at the federal level uh, to improve uh, the state of, of hunting and fishing in, in the United States and um, have had have had a great deal of success. We, we, uh, we punch above our weight, which is, uh, you know, a testament to really our you know, our, our partners, the partner organizations that we have and um, kind of the, the reputation that that has been built for us um, on Capitol Hill, which is which is great. You know, we're here to talk about the Maplins Act. We've got about a minute and a half before we get to that. And we'll get to that in the next segment. Take a minute and talk about some of the other issues or, or things that y'all have worked on in the past. So people kind of have a framework of what what y'all have done. Sure. Yeah. You know, something that that we focus on pretty heavily is the five year farm bill. And so that is actually the biggest piece of conservation legislation that that Congress considers every every uh, well, five years. And it's a seven hundred and fifty billion dollar piece of legislation that includes everything from crop insurance and market facilitation abroad and, you know, school nutrition and food stamps and things like that. But thirty billion dollars of it is conservation money. And that's funding, uh, you know, financial and technical uh, assistance directly to landowners to incentivize them to, you know, um, undertake conservation practices that improve soil and water quality and uh, and wildlife habitat, okay. especially. So, um, you know, if you grew up, if you're hunting private land in the United States, there's a good chance that you've hunted conservation reserve program land, uh, and that is a big you know, a big program that we support, uh, which, you know, puts acreage directly into uh, habitat conservation. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I was looking. There's a long list. If you, if you want to, and I'll just chew up the rest of this segment with me talking and a little bit more music. And uh, But trcp.org is the website. Um, yes. You kind of list uh, some of the things you're working on now. Like I see the, the safe passages, which is wildlife crossings and all which is kind of cool. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff you can look at, get more information. That's uh, trcp.org. And let's listen to some more bumper music. Be back on the other side with Andrew and a little more talk about the Maplands Act, which uh, I guess, has it been signed yet, Andrew? Yes or no? Yes, sir. It was just signed about a week or two ago. Yeah, there you right. go. All right. We all hang on. We'll be back after the break with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Don't think I don't think about it. And welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. How you doing over there? I'm great. You good? I'm great. Okay. Yep. How's How's Andrew doing? <laughs> I'm well. <thank> <laughs> I'll I'll go on record as a fan of the music. 
Oh, hot dog. Oh, you know what we got to do then? Okay. No, he brought no, it up. He brought no, it up. No, we don't. Yes, we did. No, we okay. don't. All right. Uh-huh. Andrew, I want you to listen to this, and I want you to, let's see, do I want to do it from here? I don't know, Dad. What are you, Sophie. Let's see. Let's do this. Hang on a second, Andrew. We got, we're having fun anyway, so let's do this. Let's see. Okay. Uh, all right. I want you to listen to this, Andrew. And I want okay. don't don't, I, don't say out loud who it is. If Just think about think about it in your who this is. Got it? Yep. All right. All right. Oh, Taylor, this is gonna be fun. All right. I already know for all the beans. Battle. All right. Is this Darius Rucker or is this Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh man. Oh. Uh, I I think that's is it Darius? Well, I mean, well, yeah, technically it is, but in your mind, when you hear that voice, is that always going to be Hooting the Blowfish, or is that always going to be Darius Rucker? That'll always be Darius Rucker. Oh, oh yes. man, crushed. I, which, which I, I can feel my my father is, uh, yeah, not happy with. See, see. I'm telling you, Dad, I'm racking up the points. But she is. Taylor's racking up here lately. No one, no one has had a, a better second act than than Darius Rucker. Oh no, this is true. This is very true. And I see he's. If you follow Darius on Facebook, he's still releasing new music. He is. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. I yeah. Should, I should give him a follow. I don't know if that I do, but. Beers and sunshine came out last year. Oh, you you've then, been playing that song so much lately. Yeah, and then he's got it. I just saw he rolled out something else the other day, and he's Look doing at him a, go. And he's doing a waterfront, a, a waterfront concert in North Charleston in October, I think. <gasps> Can we go? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, let's say. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> Worth the drive from New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charleston in October is a wonderful place. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being a, thanks for playing along, Andrew. But you, yeah, music on this show is, uh, we, we like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on what it is. Depending mm-hmm. on what it is, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we talked during the break that we had 10 minutes. Actually, Andrew, you know, you had about eight. seven or eight minutes. Yeah. So let's get okay. to the original The original reason for this phone call and all <laughs> is uh, something called the Maplands Act. Uh, granted, folks here in South Carolina, this, this may or may not affect us, seeing as you know, the Francis Marion is pretty well accessible and the you know, Sumter National Forest and all this. So, yeah, and it, stuff like that's readily accessible here in South Carolina. But if you travel out of state, especially west of the Mississippi River, this is this is gold stuff. So y'all perk up, listen, because it does affect us all, and, it, and it, it's it is good legislation. So Andrew, take it away. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, so, so the Mapland Act, as it's known, or in the long form, it's the Modernizing Access to Public Lands Act, was uh, kind of born out of an effort that that we as an organization dove into with Onyx Maps, the mapping application, in like 2018 or 2019 to identify landlocked parcels of public lands across the U.S. And uh, as you mentioned, obviously, by in an acreage standpoint, a lot of that is out west. But in total, you know, across um, 22 states, including some in, in the southeast, Florida, North Carolina, Arkansas, Tennessee, uh, we totaled about 16 and a half million acres of landlocked state and federal lands, um, you know, surrounded by private lands that were totally inaccessible to hunting and fishing and recreating more broadly, uh, which you as a taxpayer are, are paying for. Sure. Um, and so as we dove 
a little bit deeper into this, we found that there's also an, another layer to the problem here is that um, so much of the mapping data, the maps, easement data, access points, were held on paper files at uh, these land management agencies, you know, at the Forest Service, at the BLM. Um, at the Forest Service on its own, we, there's over 37,000, you know, easement records that are held in a filing, you know, in filing cabinets on paper and had never been digitized. So mm-hmm. as you as a hunter or angler or a recreator, you know, use, uh, you know, technology, use Onyx maps or use any mapping software to plan your next hunting excursion, there was so much information that was just incomplete. And that's, you know, uh, roads and trails and, and whether they're open and closed and who they're open to, um, you know, boundaries for shooting and, and hunting areas and, uh, you know, and access points across private lands. So what this bill does, uh, which, as you mentioned, was was pretty overwhelmingly passed by the House and Senate sure. uh, just just earlier this year, directs federal land management agencies to go ahead and digitize that that data and gives them uh, about 18 months to, to go ahead and, and do that. Uh, and we, we provide it, you know, the bill provides about $5 million for the Forest Service, uh, the BLM, USGS, um, Army Corps of Engineers to, to go ahead and, and do that work and digitize it. And, you know, it will um, improve access to, to millions of acres of, of public land across the U.S. Now, when it's all digitized, it, it, will this be like if I need if I look at the BLM website in a certain state, and I'll, will it be there, or is it going to be like just one place that all this information is stored at? It should it should be accessible via the BLM website okay. and, and state BLM pages, and and then you know as well on your you know your your Onyx map okay. or um, whatever software application you're using, yeah. Because Onyx will go in, and every time they digitize something on the federal side, Onyx will incorporate it into their app. Yes, sir. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because having been out west several times, or and I want to go more. I uh, I've, I've already told my wife when Sophie has left us here that I want to. Uh, well, I'm just making plans for the future. Uh-huh. I want I want another setter. I want to get back into bird hunting, so I want another English setter. And and some of my friends go out west. You know, they may go to. Montana, Wyoming, whatever, and they just live in their truck for a week, and they bird hunt. Notice all of this does not include me. Like That's my right. My name does not. No, come it up does not. Your name will not come up in this at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. And just bird hunt. Just and 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 when you're doing something like that, access is everything. Sure. Yeah. And and knowing where property lines are, and and you know, reducing conflict in that way, and uh, just really, really important, and to to bring. All of this into the 21st century, it seems overdue. <laughs> well, I don't know. If we're only 20 years into it. <laughs> only 20. Only 20. Oh, me. Well, that is great news, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys like me who are planning future stuff that are like, great. Now, I don't have to worry about it. If it's there, it's there. If it's not there, it's not accessible. Just, it's not, I'm not missing anything then. Right. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, uh, you got about two and a half minutes left over. Uh, is there any what What other things are y'all working on, or that you see coming to the horizon that uh, people might need to be on the lookout for? Sure. Well, one one that we are we're getting pretty close on uh, in the, in both the House and the Senate is the Recovering America's Wildlife Act, 
And this is pretty landmark legislation that's been hanging around for, oh, geez, the better part of 10 or 15, maybe 20 years now. And it would what it would do is uh, dedicate about one point three billion dollars a year to state wildlife and DNR, state wildlife and natural resource agencies uh, to carry out their state wildlife action plans. Okay. Uh, so that's, you know, that's directly uh, keeps, you know, keeps species off the endangered species list, basically. Um, so in, in the end, winds up saving a ton of money. Um, and is it's just, you know, proactive wildlife conservation at the state level um, in South Carolina specifically, just because I, I have it up here, a <laughs> uh, ton of a ton of work with uh, sea turtles and gopher tortoises and um, just keeping a lot of a lot of these both game and non-game species, um, you know, off off, uh, you know, the threat of any regulatory action there. And sure. Um, and it really so this would provide a, a windfall in, in funds and would be stepped up over time to make sure that states can take full advantage of this money. OK, but um, really provide a wealth of resources for state agencies in carrying out their mission of managing wildlife within their boundaries. So the bill has uh, it, it was passed by the House Natural Resource Committee earlier in the year. It was also passed by uh, the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee. And basically now the two bills are awaiting consideration, you know, one before the full House and the other before the full Senate. Okay. And uh, this is about as far as we've gotten in this process, as I mentioned thus far in the history of this bill, but really uh, encouraged by the progress so far and hopeful that um, despite it being an, an election year and, you know, the kind of the, the time crunch that we're under as far as, uh, you know, uh, fl- session time as it goes here, I mean, you know, Pretty soon they start smelling jet fumes here in D.C. and, and getting back out home to campaign. But, uh, you know, this is one of those things, like I mentioned, that, you know, conservation tends to uh, to to the bipartisanship tends to form around sure. these issues. And and this is one that obviously I, you know, personally would think would be really popular with voters back home. And yeah. if I was a Republican or Democrat, I would be eager to put my support behind and and try to put a, a win on the board here. So. Um, cool. we're, we're working hard on it with TRCP and, and all of our, you know, suite of partner groups. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, we can get something done here, um, Very in, good. in an election year. Very good. Andrew, it's been a pleasure having you on Woods and Water, South Carolina. I hope in the future, uh, anytime you need to talk to us, just give us a holler. Wonderful. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Yes, Thank sir. You. Thank you. All right, y'all hang on through the break. We'll be back with the, uh, the last segment of the show for this week and who knows what we're going to talk about but we'll talk about something hang in there Oh, yeah. Bo. It was Bo. Yeah. Never mind. Bo and I, 
<laughs> seems like a lifetime ago, but yeah, Uncle Paul still has the band. I mean, the traveling wannabes. Yeah. And they and they if you hey if you need a band to play at a at whatever a pig picking yeah I mean they do they do oh they get sixty seventies eighty stuff they do mm-hmm. a little bit of country some and it's widespread and they and they're all it's all fun mm-hmm. and they're they're pretty really pretty good mm-hmm. uh but yeah we've done we used to do some benefit concerts I think the first one was for Lindsay to buy a wheelchair for basketball. When her first, yeah, the first one we did up in Kapala House like that. But we did, yeah, we did, um, we've done several and they, and they do, like I said, they'll, they'll come out and play for whatever. But yeah, we did, uh, we did, they asked, somebody asked us to do a Blues Brothers tribute. So we rented the black hats and everything and, and the suit. Yeah. And, uh, and sunglasses. Bo, Bo and I got up there and did blues, sang Blues Brothers songs. I remember that. That was some fun times. Yeah, that was. I thought you were going back to say you remember when you were a baby. I used to calm you by playing well, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> you don't remember that. That too. Taylor, when Taylor was a baby, and <laughs> just you couldn't console her with anything else. I could at that time it was a VHS cassette tape. Uh, you flip that in the player, and it was like magic. <laughs> as soon as that movie started playing, you. It took you a minute or two to figure out that you're watching it again, but it it would it would it would calm you down when nothing else worked. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, okay. Anyway, thank you to Andrew Earl for coming on and talking about that. And and one thing we didn't get to was uh, the CWD legislation that's out there. Um, I'm sure as that progresses, I, I I told him he he's welcome back anytime. And so we'll see uh, about having him back on. But yeah, fun times. Yeah. You know, I think the total phone call was 48 minutes or something yeah. like that. But we, we, enjoy, we enjoy talking off the air just as much as we do on the air sometimes. Uh, I have to have to do a retraction here about Fat Bear Week. <laughs> it is not Fat Bear Week yet. Uh, several weeks ago, I talked about Fat Bear Week at Katmai National Park and Preserve because it's just one of those things I like to keep up with, and uh, and it's just funny. But it's not until September, which would make sense because that's the salmon run. Yep. And they're putting on a lot of weight. I mean, right now they're skinny because they're just coming out of hibernation. So I should have known better. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Fat Bear Week. It's a March Madness style bracket challenge pitting individual bears against each other. The public can look at videos. They have a lot of webcams and all, and you can you can look at them and you can vote by bear. And uh, it should be the end of September. So it started last year, September 29th, and ended on Fat Bear Tuesday, October the 5th. <laughs> oh, they had a junior division last year, too. A junior division? A junior division, yes. What do the bears get out of this? I don't know. They don't get any, like, prizes or anything like nah, that? I mean, I mean, the bears get all the salmon, which makes them fat. Well, I mean, I guess. I like, don't know. What do, you, what do you get a bear? It. No, I, I don't know. A, you a thing of honey. I don't, oh, I don't know. know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So <laughs> it, it, Fat Bear Week is not happening right now. If any of you went off to explore. dot org to uh, vote on Fat Bear Week, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming September. I keep posted. We might have a Fat Bear. Ch- uh, <laughs> we might ha- we might have a pool for choosing which Fat Bear is going to win this year. <laughs> they they need like a first and second and third place like prize. You know, just go like uh, fun bear. Just, just be like, yeah. Hey, oh, we could do something the... different for us, maybe. 
But yeah, Fat Bear. Sorry about that, folks. If you got all excited about Fat Bear Week, it's not until September. Uh, it, uh, and we got a big calendar this week mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff, and I don't know if we'll get to it or not. Probably not. Because we have, we have not done a good a good calendar in a couple of weeks now. Uh, brought to you by Capital City. Lake Murray Country. Uh, if you're into Rocky Shoals spider lilies, you know, they bloom once a year, and the largest concentration of them in the U.S. is on the, uh, uh-oh, is it? Lansford Canal State Park, uh, over near Lancaster, South Carolina. Uh, the Lily Watch, the latest update. As of May the 12th, uh, as of today, stable water levels, because if you have fluctuating water, it can affect the bloom and all. But they're saying it's practically at, at, uh, peak right now. So this, this weekend, next week or so, uh, as long as you don't have a whole lot of water to wash it away, the, the spider lilies, are the Rocky Shoals spider lilies are at full bloom now. So if you want to go see those, go over there. They, they did say that the water levels are low, so getting a canoe or a kayak down from the state park area to the water lilies is challenging. Uh, and if you, go, if you go to the website, uh, the Lansford Canal website, they do have, like, tips for, for flow rates and all. If you want to canoe down that area to look at them, they have a, a a flow rate that's like a minimum. Anything above that, you can get down there. Um, so get information, you know, for what it's worth. They only bloom once a year, and they're only in a very specific location. There are some of Stevens Creek over in Georgia that somebody somebody was showing pictures the other day of them. But anyway, hmm. go ahead. What, you, what do you got? Well, if you're up here in the upstate or even feel like taking a trip... Grace Baptist Church is having a sportsman's banquet May 21st at 5. And their guest speaker is one of my favorites. Mr. Hank Parker is going to be there. gives you the boy talk every year. Yes. They're going to have some bluegrass music. It doesn't say what they're having to eat. doesn't say anything about tickets. But I guess you can go to the Grace Baptist Church website and see how to register and what kind of food they're having. Yep. It looks like they probably got some giveaways, too, with PSA down there probably and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the American Sport Fishing Association, leading up to National Fishing and Boating Week, which is June 4th through the 12th, uh, is having fishing share the fun. And they're asking you to have a favor to ask of you, and that is to take a friend fishing. If you go to the American Sport Fishing or ASAFishing.org, look at Fishing Share the Fun, uh, they got resources for you. Say, for instance, this week is Take a Friend Fishing. Next week is Help Someone Get Started. Uh, the last week in May is Reengage Anglers. The first week in June is Where to Fish. And then National Fishing and Boating Week is coming up. So, you know, share the sport. It's, uh, it's, it's always better when shared with a friend. Unless your dad is wearing you out catching fish on okay. drop shots. I have more to get to, more actual important things. Thank you very much. Um, the, Forest and Wildlife Management at Belfast Plantation is putting on a field day Saturday, May 21st from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. There's going to be some seminars about benefits of thinning, wildlife foods, uh, native species, chemical treatments, stuff like that. It's $20 per person. There's going to be some food. Ooh, Wise Barbecue is going to be there. Ooh, we've had Wise's before at the uh-huh. Dove Sheep Chester. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and today is actually the deadline to register. So if you want to RSVP, uh, you can email NewberrySoilAndWater at gmail.com. And we'll say I actually might have some giveaways there, too. Might have some. 
Uh, this from Lake Murray. Uh, America's Boating Club of Lake Murray is having an open house on May the 21st as part of National Safe Boating Week. Oh, speaking of, next weekend we are doing boating safety with a good friend of mine, if that all holds together, for National Boating and Safety Week. Uh, America's Boating Club and Lake Murray Power Squadron hosting an open house from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at 2390 Johnson Marina Road, uh, Flotilla Island, the end of Johnson's Marina Road between Chapin and Ballantyne. Stop by to learn about all the benefits, including our educational courses, uh, civic activities, boating and social activities, and boating safety through ex- education. Free vessel safety checks available for those who arrive by boat. Again, it's May 21st at America's Boating Club on Lake Murray. The Cub Scouts are putting on a fishing tournament at Tugaloo State Park at the main boat ramp, and it's going to be at, on May 21st. Everything's on May 21st. It, this was packed calendar. I told you we had Oof. to get to it. It starts at 6 a.m. Uh, this is a tournament for all skill levels, and you can have a team boat, kayak, john boat, or fish from the bank. It's $40 per team, $20 per small boat, and ten dollars for the bank. If you want to go, call or text seven zero six four ten six five one zero to register. Okay. Coastal expeditions May the twenty second. <laughs> they're having a boneyard beach sunrise expedition. Uh, Cape Romaine is closed from dusk to dawn, and no camping is allowed, so nobody can get out there and watch sunrise from the boneyard except through this. So uh, I mean, it's a two mile walk. There and back, about a three-hour de- total. Uh, what to bring? Drinking water, sunscreen, escape repellent, a thermos or coffee. You know, weather, bees, all that stuff. But anyway, it's a chance to watch sunrise from the boneyard. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, which is really cool. And so the boneyard, coast, if coastal expedition. If y'all have no clue what the boneyard is? Go watch Outer Banks. On Outer Banks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Can't believe you said that. <laughs> the I've Outer been, Banks, filmed been, in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, I've been on the. Jeez. I've been on the kick lately. Um, the second annual Jack Hunt Memorial Tournament is again May twenty first at Green Pond Landing. Uh, safe flight till three p.m. It's a hundred dollar entry fee per boat. Uh, there are cash prizes for first, second, and third place. Um, there's some rules and regulations you can go to on the PBC website, and you can register at the pbctournamenttrail.com. We're right cycling May 25th. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, the Bob White Quail History, Biology, and Practical Management for South Carolina Landowners is being held in Scranton, South Carolina, 2561 South Friendfield Road. Uh, there is a registration link if you go to... Um, South Carolina Bob White Quail Initiative. You'll find a link there for it. Uh, biologists from DNR and Clemson will be there. Uh, interact directly with biologists that discuss natural history, biology, and management of Bob Whites and other members of the Grassland Bird Guild. Uh, classrooms in the afternoon, you can be outside walking around looking in habitat, which is really cool. Contact Parker Johnson. Uh, that is pdjohns at clemson.edu for more information. And with that, that's another show. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. Uh, as always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. And don't forget that camera. We will see you all back here next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.